0: Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk. Kira McCauley, Zach Rothenberger, Chad and There's a reason why our viewership is going to spike a, a very large amount tonight. It's because of our buddy here in the bottom right-hand corner of our show. Uh, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, Kyle Oletta, joining us today. Hey. Oh, yeah, this is – oh, come on. I thought everyone else was going you know, to <laughs> well, I guess, Chad, you're boys with them, so, like, this is, you know, this is nothing new. But, Kyle, thanks so much for jumping on with us. Anytime, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we you know we got a lot to, to break down on the show and the program, but I guess we'll just kind of throw the generic question out. What is it like not only to be in the NFL, but to play for your hometown team, for the Philadelphia Eagles, the team you grew up with?
1: Very cool. No, I think it's, um, you know, when you, you come out, everybody says, oh, wouldn't it be cool for you to play for the Eagles? And you don't really, you know, envision that happening. And and I even went to a local day um, at the Eagles, which everybody does. They go to a local day with with the you know, the team that's, you know, the closest to them. And I went to the Eagles and they said, Hey, we're probably not going to have you. We're probably not going to draft you, but it'd be cool someday if we had you and, and, and we'll be looking for you if you're ever, you know, a free agent. So um, unfortunately that's what happened a little sooner than I would have liked, but um, it's cool to land with the Eagles. Like you said, back, back home, hometown team, but you know, what what other motivation do you need, you know, than playing for the guys you go up rooting for. So it makes it, you know, that much more fun to get up every day and, and work hard and, and uh, you know, Try to put your best foot forward to, you know, be be a good be a good teammate and, and you know be a good member of the Eagles.
2: Yeah. So, and Kyle, just to just to dive into your role with the Eagles, um, kind of just give the viewers like your exact role as the as the practice squad quarterback on the team and, and kind of what you go through on a day to day.
1: Yeah. Well, I think um, you know people don't really understand practice squad. I mean, being a practice squad player is really the same the same exact thing as being a regular player, except we don't travel to the away games. So on the home games, you know, the practice squad guys will be there on the sideline, you know, not dressed, but on the away games, we just don't get to travel, but everything else is the same as far as the meetings that we go to, um, you know, kind of what we do on a daily basis. And, you know, there's, I'd say there's one extra meeting per week that we go to as a scout team. Um, and it's what you would think it would be. It's basically just to go over the opponent and kind of what they do. And, and uh, there's a certain detail that the, you know, a, a different style that they block on the offensive line or something like that. They'll point it out. And, um, but other than that, you just have to be professional and you just have to, um, you know, be willing to do special teams, be willing to do those, um, you know, do the dirty work, uh, so to speak. You know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of look teams and there's a lot of show teams where um, they need bodies, they need guys to run downfield or or be a free safety on defense and stuff like that. So even as a quarterback, I've participated in a lot of that um, just because of the lack of bodies that we have. Um, but you know, so I didn't really get to play that much quarterback just because, you know, we have Carson Wentz obviously. And then, um, McCown was getting a lot of scout team reps and then Sudfield when he got healthy, he wanted to get some reps too. So, so being the fourth guy, there's just not that many, um, times where I get meaningful quarterback reps in practice, but, um, I just try to help contribute however I can and, and help the team out on the field. And, and a lot of that this year was doing a lot of special team stuff, which was which was new for me, but pretty cool because I had never done it before. So um, it was it was a cool experience for sure. So we're going to see you line up on the uh, special teams place, you think, this season? <laughs> no, no. But I'm telling you, I, I, I was on kickoff doing a lot of kickoff and just feeling like Vince Papali, just <laughs> lining up, <laughs> just running down, you know, thinking like I feel so out of place right now. But <laughs> no, That's like, cool. I mean, any way you can contribute and it's cool you know that's that's kind of the way you earn your respect too as a practice squad guy you know because I don't I don't get to you know also they didn't see me working during training camp you know I've gotten there when the season already started so how can I earn respect to my teammates it's work hard and it's fly around out on the field and if that's me lining up on kickoff on bombing down I'm going to do everything I can so um it was fun yeah but I'm looking forward to year two
2: yeah and then so for people that don't know your background like you're a pretty athletic guy, so I guess that kind of helps you. In well, yeah, I think people knew that he was in the NFL, chat. <laughs> hold on, he was like a little cross player and all that kind of stuff. Like he, he he's no, not no, he's just right, like a yeah.
1: hand in the pocket quarterback, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely, and I think, um, yeah, there's definitely other quarterbacks that wouldn't even fit the mold of being able to like be a guy who could play free safety or play receiver, and they would just probably look ridiculous. But for me, you know, I'm definitely a more athletic guy, and I even feel like as a quarterback, you know, I'm not your typical huge body guy with a big arm so you know I've always found myself um having to do a little bit more or, or using my athleticism to kind of um to shine and, and kind of make up for other for other areas but um no anything I can do especially at this level man like it, it was so much fun and just being able to run out there and like even even catching a couple of passes on scout team as a receiver from account one week because we had there was one week I think it was you know a little less than halfway through the year and we had all those receivers just get injured. Like I even went in and played receiver. So it's just crazy thinking I've never played receiver before. Now I'm in the NFL on scout team catching passes as a scout team receiver. It's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it helps you being a better athlete too. I mean, like I love just playing different positions. Like I'd rather not stand in there the whole time because what am I going to do? Just stand and watch, you know, I'm just trying to get involved somehow. It
3: probably also helps you kind of learn and see the game from their perspective too. And as a quarterback, I'm sure like seeing like putting yourself in the receiver's shoes and kind of seeing like, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. that absolutely helps.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first like uh one time I was in the red zone lining up in the slot. Um, this like I said, this was the week where we we really needed a body. So they're like, God I'll get out there and play receiver. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm the third receiver right now. So I'm in mean, on the goal line. I run a quick slant. McCown threw the ball. I don't even realize as a quarterback. Like, I've, I've thrown a million slants to receivers. You don't realize how hard that hit. is to track the ball, Loretta especially when the balls getting spit wrestling. out between these big linemen. C. C. Like Moseley, we got some 6'9", linemen, and, and, and you can't even weapons. see Loretta as the ball gets least straight away. So I the ball out of him and step back. Then shoot my finger and didn't even catch the ball, but just like you said, it gives you a different appreciation you know, no, in different positions and and something that seems so, so easy. It's got he's first really down like when it's at
0: the NFL level, for sure. So, Kyle, let me ask you this. So, at the end of the season, Chad was telling me how they signed you to a futures contract. Like, can you paint, paint us a picture as football fans? Like, we don't really understand like, yeah. what that would be. So, yeah, you no, might no, just like tell well, us what that is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A futures contract is it's, it's a fancy term for just claiming the rights to this practice squad player for a minimum for a minimum salary deal for usually a year or two years so basically at the end of the year as a practice squad player you're not signed to a team unless they want you back and they want to reserve the rights to you and you know thus then they, they sign you to a futures deal so like currently i'm signed to a two-year deal which is just the same as anybody else on the team signed to a deal you know pending that you make the team like at the beginning of the year there's 90 guys that are signed hypothetically and then you know what is it? Thirty-seven uh, of those guys will get cut before um, before the end of training camp. So, or at, at the end of training camp rather. So, um, I'll just be one of those ninety guys. You know, obviously nobody talks about Deshaun Jackson. they really are like, oh, he's a futures contract because people know he's making the team. You know, but it's those fringe guys, those practice squad guys that now they're if you if you signed a futures deal, it just basically means you'll be in training camp with that team the following year. And if you make the team, you know, you're you're on minimum salary. So. Well, and you um, talked exactly. about
0: the minimum. So it obviously the whole CBA thing has been a big story, yeah. you know, over the offseason and in that like the practice squad players that I think that was a big thing getting the pay increase sure. and stuff. So do you mind just kind of talking about like that process and like what it was like going through that this offseason.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, every every team has a player rep that, that really gets involved and they are the people who kind of meet in person and negotiate these deals and talk about it. And then we get presented you know, the deal as a, as a whole union because anybody who paid dues, which includes practice squad players, get a vote in the CBA. So, you know, they had proposed this deal and they laid it all out. And then we had, you know, X amount of days to vote on it. And it was just a yes or no vote basically saying here are the proposed ratifications. This is what the whole deal is going to look like. You either say yes or no. And if you vote no, then they renegotiate and the kind of the weird part of the process for me is like, if you do vote no and say the majority of the votes did come back, no, there would have been a renegotiating process, but who knows what would have been renegotiated first. It's not like you can vote no to a certain section or like, it's like a bill getting shot down. You're basically just saying like, no, we don't like this. We want it to be better. But, and I trust the reps that they would have, you know, attacked the better deals. But I think the, the biggest reason why that thing got passed is, you know, one, like the economy, obviously with the coronavirus and everything. I mean, when this deal was negotiated, I mean, it was like the economy was at, was doing great and, you know, TV ratings and everything. But I think that kind of scared guys. And they said, Hey, look, if we don't get this, this deal done, there's a big, big chance that we could have a lockout next year because we still would have played this, this next season. But after the next season, then what? And I think, I think the owners, if we had, you know, said no to their deal, I think they would have come back with a worse deal and try to take advantage of of us at that point it would have been a you know who, who can who's going to crack first type deal um so I'm kind of glad that it got passed I mean there, there's good and bad things about the deal but um it guarantees you know 10 years of of football and 10 years of fans being able to enjoy it and knowing that there, there's going to be no problems for 10 years so that's good and that that's good for football and that's good for football fans everywhere so everybody should be excited about it no doubt Yeah. Thank God.
3: (laughs) So so you mentioned the coronavirus. Uh, So what is that? I mean, I know your off season is still fairly early right now, but how's that impacting your off season with communications and workouts, et
1: cetera. Yeah. I mean um, a lot of guys kind of take off in the off season and go all over the place. And I kind of stayed a little bit more local. I I did a couple trips, you know, just to get away after the season, but um, you know, I I live in Philly. I still have my apartment in Philly. So I was going to the facility like every week, uh, the NovaCare complex and, you know, we're able to use the the weight room, uh, the CBA prohibits you from being able to throw in your facility or use a football. And then you're not allowed to like, be coached by your position coaches or like go over film or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you are allowed to work with the whole strength staff. So, you know, as as great of a facility it is, you know, I thought it, it'd be a good idea to utilize it, and utilize the coaches that are in there and kind of get one on one work with them. So I was on a pretty good schedule going, you know, at least four days a week and uh, including, you know, running, you know, lower body, upper body, all that. And then obviously with the coronavirus, um, we're not able to do that anymore. So um, just trying to stay as close to my, um, what my my schedule was and stay close to the workouts that I was doing. Obviously, I don't have all the equipment that I used to have, but there's still a ton of ways to get creative. And um, I've been back at my parents' home in, in Coatesville for a good bit of the time and just trying to use some of the weights down in the basement and uh, find things to do but I, you know I've still been able to throw and I've been able to um, you know my, my little brother's home actually uh, and he was a quarterback in high school but he got moved to receiver so um, I've been whipping the ball around at him and uh, a couple other guys from down east actually that I've been throwing to recently uh, but I've still been finding a way to get it in you know I mean there's uh it, it's not the it's not the best of circumstances but I mean, you got all day to try to figure out how to get a workout in how to get better so so um, just
3: trying to do that every so day. like I got to put you on the spot a little bit. So what's the most creative workout you've come up with, <laughs> with the restrictions? Well, no,
1: no, th- no, not at all. It's a great question. Um, let's see. I mean, I'm down in my basement. I mean, we were doing pull ups yesterday on like literally like support beams of the house. When uh, <laughs> we're doing so, I'm bench pressing. So I have a barbell. I have weights, but I don't have a rack. So every time I go to bench press, press, I'm doing it on the floor. Like with my back on the floor and my brother is like handing me the weights each time. But I'm doing like a shit ton of push ups, man. Just fucking anything we can do. Like just lot like the other day I was doing with my brothers, just we were all doing a hundred push ups, uh three hundred push ups, how fast we can get to three hundred push ups, us three. Just trying to find ways. There and like go. I said, my little brother's training, he's in college, my older brother, um, for now is still working out. So it's fun to kind of just kinda use them and uh get my girlfriend to work out with me and um hmm. just kind of figure out anything i can do really but there's plenty of stuff you can do man there's no excuses and, and that's what you find out especially in this league like there's guys that got gyms like there's guys that got way more money than i do and they got these elaborate gyms in their basement <laughs> so i don't want to get i don't want to get beat out by you know one guy like that so there's no excuses you got to find a way to get it in every day awesome
0: and so let me ask you this, because i'm curious because a lot of fans are just saying like oh well football will be back in the fall this will all be worried but i mean there's such a process behind this. And like after the draft, you got obviously OTAs, mini camp, rookie camp, like the amount of like different events that kind of lead up to the season. Yeah. So like how I'm like, I guess I don't want to put you on the spot and be like, Oh, like when's football coming back? But I guess like my question would be is, how important are those different events to like, cause I don't want to basically sound like people would say, Oh, we'll just get rid of mini camp. Like,
1: yeah, No, that's a good question. I think, um, I hope I'm not losing. Oh, I got you back now. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry no, about totally. my, my audio
0: cut out there, so No,
1: no problem at all. I think OTAs are important. I think OTAs are the most important. It's just to get guys like back in the same area. I mean, guys will go all over the place, and like guys will work out, but you still can't trust everybody to be studying their plays and uh, working out every day or running, especially running. Guys will lift, but it's hard to get guys to run on their own. You know? <laughs> so just like having guys in the same place, going over plays, lifting together, running together – it just keeps guys in shape and kind of builds the whole camaraderie and just gets guys, you know, starting to learn plays and get some back in the swing of things. So, you know, my guess is with this whole thing that we'll be back for training camp and that's kind of the next step. Um, But we'll see. Yeah. I don't, I don't see us going back to OTAs at all though, to be
2: honest. How much are you looking forward to uh, a training camp with the Eagles uh, since you, you've been with the giants the last two years uh, for that time period. So how's that in your mind right now?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, um, it's definitely going to be different because I've done the last two training camps with New York, but um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited to compete. I think um, it's a little different, obviously, my situation now, but but I still think that I'm a good player and I still think that I haven't really gotten an opportunity p- to perform, especially in, even in the preseason like last year. I thought that um, I did well and I think that I took advantage of, of my opportunities, but I was still the last guy in every game for the Giants for four straight games. So. Um, you know, hopefully I can get a little bit more time. Even if I am the third guy out or the fourth guy out, like I, I still want to be able to get time and and be able to get, you know, enough reps to where I can prove myself and really show what I got. But it's exciting, man. I mean, you know, every 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 year you get into training camp and it's like you get those jitters again. It's the same adrenaline type feeling you've always gotten your whole life. So just go out and compete. I'm excited, man, because this yeah. this this is really a make or break year for me. I feel like.
2: Well, you you know, birds fans just. You can lead us on a uh, game-winning drive, even if it's the preseason like you did yeah, for the Giants.
0: I was going to say, that drive, <laughs> you're talking about performances. Kyle, that was yeah. incredible. That ending, <laughs> that last, like, what, 69, 70 seconds?
1: Yeah, it was fun. That was a fun game. I, yeah, we were down, like, uh, 17 points. So yeah. You know, I think that's kind of been my story, and that was kind of, like, my my send-off in New York. Like, as bitter as it is, I think um you know i made that i made their decision even that much you know if they wanted to cut me before that game and i really made to speak about it you know i think thought like i wouldn't that game hit the high against the wall and i think they're uh,
3: still fine. That's the trade with Baylor.
1: It's I like that. The I like the pressure. I like the whole now, Paul, um, the build up of it this, I mean, this year. I, mean, like, I, like I, I said, no excuses to I mean, This will be my third season. The, the secondary for the pass. It'll be fun. it the other way.
3: A fourth and six.
1: It'll be sick, man. Yeah.
0: I was going to let you guys ask questions. No, I, 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 <laughs> thought,
2: I thought you were ready, Karen.
0: Oh, no, go for it.
3: <laughs> now, So so now you're in Eagles uniform. So your number went from, this is kind of an, a silly, quirky question, but do you have any, signi- is the number eight any significance for you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or is it just kind of um, handed yeah.
3: to
1: you? No, they kind of handed it to me. And uh, I don't know, I, I was five in high school and college for most of the years. Um, that's what I played in. That's kind of what I want to go back to. But I don't know yet. I don't know if five's going to be available. But if five's not available, I'll, I'll keep eight. Um But, yeah, no real significance. I mean, Kobe. There's, there's Kobe's kind, eight, there's kind of a big number sweet. five in our history. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah. No. There's kind there's of love number five. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I'll tell you,
0: you, you reference. Is a little bit there, Kyle. So I'll say let me ask you this. So, you know, going back to the whole draft process, right? You played at Richmond. First of all, what drew you to play ball at Richmond?
1: I think really I went to Richmond because of the academics. Like I based on the offers I had at high school, I wasn't a shoo-in for the league. It wasn't it wasn't like wow, this is this is it. So I, I wasn't gonna put all my eggs in one basket. So I really went for for my studies and then um but but it was still a good football school and a good in a good uh in a good league. So I thought that I could still get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was a good decision for me to go to Richmond. I feel like.
0: And like you said, you talked about how the league may not have been like your first thought going to Richmond. So let me ask you that. When does it go from like, you're in middle school, you're walking around Kottmeyer stadium, like thinking about your crush in seventh grade, like watching like the big boys downtown East play. Then you go to high school, then you go to college. And then like, when does it like start becoming a reality that like I might be throwing passes on Sunday? I think,
1: um, I don't know, man. It's kind of. It's kind of like a day happened and you're just like, oh, today's the day. (laughs) I mean, I had, believe me, uh, you know, that's what people don't understand is like I had always had, that had always been my dream and and people called me crazy and people were like, nah, you know, people just kind of shrugged me to the side. That was always, that was always my goal in the end. Um, But I think when I really saw it was probably my senior year, because I had torn my ACL before my last year in college. So that had kind of bumped me off the radar a little bit but my first the first game of my last year that I played I, I threw for like 560 some yards in the first game and that's when I kind of got a lot of radars because I had a lot of passing yards through the first I think I led the country through like the first seven or eight games of the of best NCAA. helmet in college
0: football by the passing way for the Richmond so. Spiders um, like, you know, watch him quick release good, quick decent, decision maker he's together, a good athlete year, I love his
1: to toughness kind of, I uh, think you could end up um, being a... see my improvement each year I think scouts said hey we ought to take a look at this guy and the senior bowl was everything for me too you know that was that was definitely um gave me a huge opportunity to to perform on a big level like that so,
3: yeah. so when you talk about being on the radar were the giants kind of in your ear the whole time or or was there a bunch of other teams involved
1: yeah not really i mean it wasn't the giants if you before draft day they were like all right, lose your top 10, they might've been at the, like eight or nine of my like, really? top team. I had no idea. I mean, they talked to me throughout the process, but they weren't one of the teams that, um, you know, they were one of the teams that saw me throw in person. Um, and, you know, their coach came up to see me, but uh, I, I did the same with other coaches. And I, I didn't think that, you know, I had no idea really, but um, you know, once it was, once I had gone past the third day, or not the third day, third round of the draft, the second day rather, and I was going into the third day, I was starting to look at teams, and I said, hey, maybe the Giants might work. Um, and then when I got the call, I uh, knew it was them. But, uh, yeah, I, I really didn't know them over a lot of other teams. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy how it happens. So it's yeah. kind of all of a sudden. What was uh, made that were you call? Yeah, the other side. It was Shermer. Um, yeah, it's funny, because even uh, earlier it was – I think it was – in the beginning of the second round, I actually got a call from, like, a coach from the Chargers. And I thought okay. I was getting drafted. And, like, they were literally like, hey, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean, what am I doing? Like, I'm watching the draft. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean am I Like, I'm hoping I'm getting drafted. What are you calling me? Thinking I'm just, like, chilling? Like, yeah. Out with my friend. <laughs> yeah. And <he's> like, <laughs> oh, i right, cool. Like, uh, just wanted to touch base. Like, we're real interested in you. So I come back in. And I hung up the phone all pissed off. Like, are you kidding me? And then I come back in the house and my whole family thought, thought thinks I'm getting drafted. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was dude. Yeah, it was after that, like it was terrible. But I finally got the call, got the call from Shermer. Um, and he just he, you know, everybody was kinda talk, like people were huddled around me a little bit, but then I actually lost connection, so I went upstairs <laughs> and called him back and then I talked to him and him in for a little bit. But um, yeah, it was a pretty cool moment. It's pretty cool get hearing um you know, getting the call and then seeing your name up on the screen. It's pretty, pretty yeah, sweet. Goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty sweet, man. I was, it was, it goes from like instant like sweating and anticipation and just relief. Um, you know, so it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, but, and you had a, you had a pretty interesting combine experience. So uh, what, what was your, what was your best experience uh, or memory from, from when you were at the combine for those four days?
1: Um, Yeah. Best memory. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a pretty grueling like I remember the drug test day so we had to get up and do a a p-test and Mm -hmm. they're like hey get there early because there's a big line like if you get up like the first thing you had to be at that day on your schedule is like eight o'clock or something so they're like hey you want to get your drug test done before eight like you better you better be up and go early so I get up at like three or four in the morning thinking i'm gonna be one of the first ones in line i was still like 80 people beat you have to sit there oh, holding god. your pee like, like oh my god because <laughs> if, if you can't pee like you fail so you got one <laughs> shot and it's pretty crazy that was probably my <laughs> I remember that. just all the interviews like all the all the in-person interviews like you'll go into a room you'll literally go into a room with 15 coaches, GMs, like front office people, just staring at you right in the face, like grilling you with questions. Like it's they they try to intimidate you, they try to scare you, but you just got to be cool and just kind of you know show them that that you're not going to be frantic and you're not going to be scared, you know, in, in situations like that. But they try to put you in uncomfortable situations. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty crazy experience.
0: And we're joined here by Kyle Oletta, uh, Eagles quarterback here on Living Room Sports Talk. This is great, too. So Kyle, we actually have a live chat going, so people have been kind of chatting in some questions. So I'll throw a couple out here that we've seen. So first of all, Eddie Cause says that you're the best punter you ever saw in high school. <laughs> um, we have Haley B. asked if, uh, just out of curiosity, what was your favorite season in life all the way from Marsh Creek to the NFL? And J House 12 wants to know uh, if you're doing your uh, camp this year at Downtown East.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, so let's see. Uh, Camp at Town East, I I was hoping so. I mean, we were on pace to kind of do it the same time that we were going to do it last uh, year, but obviously with the coronavirus, we haven't been able to do that. And I don't know when everything's going to free back up. You know, hopefully, um, you know, we're probably on pace to go back to football during training camp. So if this thing ends, you know, a couple months before then, I could see us doing the camp, but Um, if it's, if it's a month or a few weeks, I don't think there'll be enough time. We'll just have to wait till next year, but, um, I hope we can do that. Favorite, favorite, um, year of football, I would say has to, has to be one in college. I would probably say my first year in college. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really unique because I I had took over the job and, um, we had changed OCs that year and we had a guy from uh, Penn state who recruited me at Penn state. He wanted me to walk on at Penn state. He was uh, the quarterback coach at the time and then got hired at Richmond. So um, he coached us and we didn't have a, like on paper, we were not a great team that year. Um, we were picked, you know, fifth or sixth in our own conference. Uh, and we ended up, you know, making a run and, and, you know, going to the final four uh, where we all, we, we went to North Dakota in the and the Fargo Dome played against Wentz's team, but college game day that year hosted one of our games. And um, that was an insane playoff run. I mean, we went to the final four in the country and, you know, at the beginning of the year, we we were picked to to, to win half of our games. So um, that was probably my most memorable, you know, to date. I would say in high school was some of my best years, but um, the way my my high school career ended was uh, is a sore subject to say the least. So um, yeah, wish like, it, wish I'd it like it happier can... endings, you know. But uh, there's so many good years of football; it's hard to pick. But I'd probably go probably go with that one. And I, I, guess I like so, the when... 2012 team. I
2: don't know. What's that? I said I like the twenty twelve team. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was fun.
0: Well, I was going to ask you. So, with your Richmond ball days, like, was there anyone else, any teammates' years that are in the league now? Anyone like that you guys are like stay in touch with? Even like in any of these other leagues, like the XFL and things like that.
1: Yeah, there's a couple guys. Um, Kerry Wynn is a guy who I played with, who was actually my teammate on the Giants for a while, and then he's he's on the Bengals um, now, I believe. Uh, there's been a couple other guys. There's a, there's a couple guys. Winston Craig was doing well in the XFL. Brian Brown was another uh, was a receiver of mine who was on the Cowboys for a little bit and he he tried the XFL for a little bit uh, or the AAF actually when it was going on and and um, one of my my roommate from college Garrett Hudson one of my best friends uh, he got a shot and he was in he was in the uh, AAF until it got cut so um, there, there's a uh, yeah there's there's lots of teammates who have made it. Um, Kerry Wynn's probably the, the guy who's done the best. I mean, he had, he had some good years with the, with the giants and has signed a second contract. So, um, there's been a few guys, but yeah, we had some good teams over the years and definitely sent some product to the NFL. So been can do to see So talking about players you've played with, um, what was the, what was it like in the quarterback room in
3: New York? Like with Eli Manning, Daniel Jones and that whole group.
0: He's been waiting to ask you that I question. Been waiting, already, he's been he has. That, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: good nah, it's okay. Um, no, they're cool guys. I think um, they're a, they're a lot alike. I mean, when Daniel first got there, that was like my my joke, and and I would say me and Tani's joke was like, "Oh, Eli, it's your your son is here," you know, because <laughs> um, they're literally the same. Like they're the same person, and, and he's like Eli, and like half the amount of years as Eli. Like that's really the only difference. But no, they're they're good guys, and uh, they're fun to be around. I mean, Daniel's gonna be a hell of a player, so hats off to him for doing what he's done and. Um, You know, he had a great career in college, but uh, he's done everything he's needed to do and and he's going to be a promising player for sure. But it was fun. It was fun being in the room with those two and and Tanny as well and even the other guys that I've uh, had a relationship with. But uh, They're good guys. I wish them the best for sure.
0: Well, and speaking of that, you look at the the draft class you were in. You right, you had Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, like Lamar Jackson. Obviously, was your was your roommate. Chad was telling us at the senior ball. <laughs> so like, like, what is it like to just? I mean, that's oh. a that's a great list of names to be a part of. I mean, like, what what type of an honor is that for you to be like? You know, you see, I mean, the MVP of the league was your roommate, and like, you're sharing a coffee mug with them, right? I mean, it's that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah
1: no it's cool it's cool you, you get to know a lot of those guys and um, I actually had a good opportunity to go to the rookie premiere which is a thing that panini uh, and Fanatics puts on it's like a promotional event that was in California and that was with um, basically all skill players but I got to I get to know a ton of guys I went with saquon um, was able to know like a bunch of other quarterbacks in my draft class which is a pretty historic QB class considering all the guys that you know went so early on in that and just to be in that class is pretty cool but a lot of big names and I've gotten to know so many of those guys and that's what's cool is over the years kinda um being able to see guys and be like, Oh remember at the rookie premiere and all the times that I've at the Combine, all the times we got to hang out and even like Lamar, Lamar was awesome. I was actually his roommate at the Combine, but a good dude. I've tried to keep in touch with him, but um yeah, all good guys and it's it's cool catching up with them on the field after the game. That that's definitely one of the coolest parts of the game for sure.
0: I'm so letting you guys, met, I feel yeah, like I've been asking no, all the questions. I, was so going, I feel like I'm hogging the mic here. You guys can take it.
3: That's <laughs> the, <laughs> no, so you mentioned Saquon. No, I, go ahead, Chad. You can go.
2: Well, I was just going to say like, I, I, I've personally met Wentz and I was kind of just like starstruck in that moment. Um, Wait, hold so, Does
0: Kyle know that story of how you met oh, yeah. him?
2: Yeah. About the Bible I mean, he, he study? Might thing it? It. He might not remember. He might not remember. Yeah, you but told he, me. He knows the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On. So, I mean, I kind of got starstruck when I met the guy. So like how, how have you – did you kind of just go through college and, and uh, get used to, to meeting and, and seeing guys of, of that caliber, or did that kind of just come with the territory when you got drafted?
1: Um, you get used to it a little bit. Like, I remember – yeah, I mean, I remember working out with Tim Hightower a lot. It was really cool because Tim Hightower went to Richmond, you know. Like, I remember off seasons in college, Tim would come back, just be rocked up looking like the Hulk and just asking me to throw him <laughs> Yeah, that stuff's cool, but you once once they turn into your teammates, like when you, it's cool. Like the first day you meet Eli, and it's pretty surreal. And then he's your teammate; you get to know him, and he's just like anybody else. So, um, that's pretty cool. Just being able to see these guys on um, on the same level as you, and they're just human beings, just like everybody else. So, um, but it's cool. It's cool getting to know him. And uh, but yeah, I mean, like superstar type guys, like it's pretty cool the first time you get to see him, especially just watching him play, because these are guys you know, thinking about growing up my whole life, watching football and just idolizing some of these athletes. And then to being right next to them and, and even throwing to them guys like Odell and stuff. It's, it, it's pretty surreal. Like that, that, that was like being able to throw footballs to Odell Beckham. Um, some of that stuff, you know, is stuff you'll never forget, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, but that was the question I was
0: going to ask you, who is probably your favorite and this is for any level, high school, college all together. favorite person you threw passes to just a receiver. That just was on that level with you.
1: Favorite favorite receiver is 100% number 44, Chris Beals. Easy money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the real Beals.
1: Great target. But no, I mean, those were the days. But no, I mean, um, college and pros. I mean, Odell's been like the pretty – he's been the biggest freak that I've thrown to as far as like athletically. Um, and he he was a really nice guy. He, me and him had a pretty good relationship. And I even remember one year – or my rookie year um, – during training camp, after practice, I, I remember I was upset because I didn't get a lot of reps at that practice. Odell literally ran through the Loretta entire route.
2: No
1: way, really? Cool. And, oh yeah, in front of in front of some fans and stuff too. It was pretty cool. But it, but like, and I mean, he was like, "Yo, like conditioning, let's go! Like, let's get some extra work in." And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Like, but like things like that are things you remember. So Odell's been pretty cool. Russell Shepard was another guy on the Giants that I got yeah. pretty close to that used to throw with me every day after practice, but. there are guys like that that kind of take you under their wing and, and uh, look out for you. And, you know, those are the guys that I'll remember, you know, the guys that made an impact like that on this.
0: And is there any wide receiver or tight end that you see in the league? Like, cause right. Like you talk about like, they're just your coworkers basically. Is there anyone you watch and you say, man, I would love to just like find him inside the 20 yard line and just get to work.
1: (laughs) Um, I I mean, it was, that was Odell in, in New York because I, I really felt like you could throw the ball anywhere in his radius and he was going to catch it. Like, the only the only chance he had of dropping the ball was if he tried to, like, one-hand it in a certain way to where he, he wasn't going to catch it. But, I mean, athletically, that was the guy that I would want to take. But, um, I don't know. Greg Ward has, has been a great worker on the Eagles. Um, and I love, love, love throwing to him. I love his work ethic. I love his dedication, the way he um, – you know, just attacks like every practice, every day. He stays after. I mean, the, the true definition of uh, hard work and, and and a guy who's dedicated to his craft. So love, love working with him and and uh, you know throwing balls to him after practice as well. But there's so many guys. I mean, there's so many guys that are that I love to throw to. Anybody who who's willing to to throw to me and and get get extra reps with a guy like me who maybe didn't get many in practice um, uh, means it means the world to me. Um, and I think it makes him better too. You know.
2: And then just, just playing for a guy like uh, like Doug, who spent 14 years in the NFL as a, well, primarily a backup. Um, I know he had like the one year with the Eagles where he was the starter. Um, but does it kind of help having him there just to to help you through this and and know that you have someone kind of um, in in your uh, in your corner helping you out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Doug's a great guy, and Doug um, he's got a great relationship with his players and. That's why his players love him. Um, You know, I'm hoping definitely to be able to um, strengthen my relationship with him and and get to know him better and 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 ask him more questions and be able to get coached by him more. Like I said, I haven't gotten a ton of quarterback reps, so um, I haven't gotten coached a ton by him. But just being able to uh, watch him and Wentz talk, you know, like pregame when they're coming up with game plans and stuff. Um, he's very transparent and he's, he, he, he really strives to have a good relationship with his players, especially, um, like him and him and Wentz want to be on the same page at all times. So, uh, I, I love the way that they communicate and, and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'm the guy someday and hopefully, you know, hopefully me and him can, can, uh, be the guy that, that, that are bouncing ideas off each other and stuff like that. But, but he's awesome. I, I can't say enough good things about him. So I'm happy he's our head coach. Perfect. And then kind of like. Go ahead, oh, go ahead, Chad. You got
2: it. I was just going to say, what's like your, uh, what do you do on for home games? So you said you're on the sideline for home games, not away games, but kind of what's your role or, or what
1: can you do uh, for game day? No, we're allowed to do everything. We, we actually, they give us a, we do a little workout before, like we'll, we'll show up at the stadium, you know, two and a half hours before kickoff and we'll go through a little throwing workout on the field. So it'll be other guys that practice squad guys or other guys that aren't. Playing in the game or aren't, aren't suiting up, rather, and we'll just run through routes and kind of go through drops and stuff like that with the quarterback coach and um, the offensive assistant guy So that that's kind of cool, getting able to just, you know, you're obviously like amped up because it's game day, but you don't get to do anything. But even getting something like that to be competitive about, and you know, like I try to, I try to go out in that field workout and and be perfectly accurate with every ball, you know, and that's kind of like my game. Is like how good can I do in that little workout? So. Um, that's probably like the best, you know, thing. And then, and then after that, you know, you just be a good teammate. I mean, you just try to help out the guys that are playing and, um, you know, try to pull up the, you know, we got, we got the iPads as quarterbacks now, which is pretty cool. So after the series is over, all the quarterbacks will get an iPad and you get a series of still shots that happened. So it's not even video, but it's like six still shots, like a second part. And that's kind of like your video, but you can, you can see a lot and see what, like, look at the coverages and kind of um, look at all that stuff. So it's basically like, you know, once you get off the field, you're on that thing, basically just trying to like take in as much information as you can and be ready for the next series. So um, right. it's really it though.
0: And let me ask you this. So I'll pivot from being a good teammate to this is, I swear Kyle, this isn't me just trying to be corny and ask you like, how did you become so awesome kind of a question, but, but no, seriously, I mean, for the last two years, Chad, like, and a lot of, you know, friends from this local area that, you know, we all, we all came from the same county in you know, southeastern Pennsylvania, they all speak the world of you. I mean, just how down to earth you are, how humble you are. I mean, we love having you on the show, right? This is great. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's like, we're just talking to just a, a random guy, you know, like, that's just like a nice person off the street. And like, it's like, I guess it's not every day, like, right. I'm not trying to be like that guy. It's like, oh man, like, that's so cool that you're just a nice guy, but right. Like a lot of people can go up to those leagues and then get the airhead, get the thing. Like, how do you see so like humble? How do you stay It's demanding being an NFL player?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I understand that I was, I was the same little kid that looked up to those players when I was older and stuff. And, and, you know, I wouldn't have kind of used my platform to try to, you know, like I love the little kids. Like I love, you know, during training camp, afterwards, like signing hats for the kids and like doing stuff for them. And, um, you know, I want to be able to impact, and I want to be able to get involved Good in charities works. and yeah. do that kind of stuff. But that's kind of, but like other than that, man. Ever since I was a young kid, you I, I, I always mean, wanted to play. In you'd the NFL. be surprised. Like you, you think there's a lot away. of guys who in the NFL, they broke and stuff like that. There's really not. Like I've been, pleasantly surprised been. with just like the quality of of human being that there is in the NFL, and everybody is every like for the most part, people are humble and people have humility because. A lot of these guys didn't grow up with the stuff that they have now. So, so they understand that it's a blessing what they have. And, and, and a lot of these guys, you know, a lot of these guys have God given talent, but a lot of these guys also earn all that they've done. And like, that's why I love being teammates with a guy like Greg Ward. Like I said, like the the guy played quarterback in college. uh, and, And ever since he's been in the league, everybody's been telling him, Oh, well, he's not good enough. This and that. All he does is work. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what people on Twitter are saying. Like he doesn't care what, this dude is saying this dude is saying and he in you know like at the first five weeks of the season I was like man this dude should be playing like he's good enough he should be on the roster and he he didn't complain none of that like there are more guys that are like that than than guys that are bad guys like I've, I've I've been in the league two years now and you know maybe I can count on one hand you know the number of guys that like aren't good guys so you'd be surprised you know you'd be surprised and just coming from a good family I mean it, it's easy to be humble so um you know I'm very thankful the way I grew up you know the the you know where I went to high school and the experience I got in high school and, and where I went to college so there, there's there's no reason to grow up and you know and now that you're in the NFL now you can come back and, and not treat people the right way so that's how I've always felt but there's a lot of good dudes in the, in the NFL. So um, it, it's been comforting knowing that, that being teammates with these guys, that they're all, they're all, most of them are good guys at heart, you know?
0: And it's about, you bring up your family. You have some brothers, like you were saying, we talked about this, I guess a little bit before you, how you are helping them out. What's that like? That's gotta be the coolest thing, right? Being a mentor for your own brothers with the same craft, at the quarterback position.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, definitely. I mean, my dad and my brother were, big coaches for me because I didn't start playing quarterback until I was a little bit older, but they kind of, um, impacted me greatly when I was younger and gave me that head start that I needed. Um, and I relied on them a lot for, for a lot of coaching stuff. So I'm, I was very fortunate to have them growing up and, um, and it was, it definitely helped, you know, it definitely helps come coming, coming up and being in that type of environment. I think it just, just helps you and fuels you. And, and, uh, Gives you gives you the tools that you need to be successful. So, very thankful for that. So you talk about hey, how growing, much you got, uh, back. Yeah. So you talk about growing up and
3: playing quarterback and the coaching and family and everything. Was there a like a player that you always looked up to growing up and you tried to model your game off of them? Like the the guy you had the poster on the wall of?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think my poster on the wall guy would probably be Peyton Manning. Um, I think just. <laughs> Because he was a guy who wasn't over the top athletic. He isn't, you know, run fast, jump high type of guy, but he still, he still was able to be successful, um, you know, because he had it up here and, Mm -hmm. and just proving that, you know, 90% of playing quarterback is making smart decisions, making quick decisions and being accurate with the football. And, Peyton Manning didn't have the strongest arm, but neither did I have the strongest arm. So, you know, guys like him and Drew Brees were guys I looked up to, and and now, you know, I say Rodgers is just because since I've been older, I've been able to appreciate how amazing some of the things that Rodgers does, and I just think there's there's not another quarterback in the league that's like him. But um, growing I appreciate up, appreciate him a lot to too
0: as a Packers fan. College, how <laughs> to get that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! It's um. No, and that's that's the coolest thing too. I mean, when you think about just all the different, you know, the like. It's funny how like we come from like I said the area of southeastern Pennsylvania, where there's just so much football and like, it, you know, the amount of like fans and, and people. It's funny. all oh, our chat. It's it's so many people from southeastern Pennsylvania. You Got someone asking, you know, uh, what position would you have played if you, you got, got beat out a quarterback when you're in high school? You know,
1: <laughs> Blind, uh, I would have tried to play safety. That was that was. I was either, That's what they said. That's what someone said yeah. in the chat. Well, look, man, you can't. You're not going to get the. You're not going to get the D1 scholarship playing receiver running a four eight. You know, you got. To be like, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Like coming. Like I was in middle school, and I remember being because I was a running back. I was like, man, I'm probably not fast enough to be a running back. I was like linebacker. Maybe I could be a linebacker, but do I want to like headbutt somebody every play? Probably not. Best helmet in college football by the way. And then fighters. No you he watch him right? quick release, quick decision
2: maker. He's a good, good athlete.
1: You know, go, I right? love his toughness. Then, I think I never wanted a to be a quarterback. Whereas, like my older brother, he played quarterback always. You know, but that wasn't me until <laughs> until later on. And also, we yeah, got a much, bunch of. Oh, go ahead, Chad. You got
2: it. How much did you? How much did you take from Trey? Because I mean, people might not know just how good he was as a quarterback in downtown yeah. East. Um, and then you kind of just, you know, take over for him and hit the ground running your junior year. So just kind of how much did you take from him and, and how big was he in your, your learning process uh, in high school?
1: Dude, he was everything, man. I mean, he was, um, he was a guy I looked up to. I mean, I remember even before I was in high school, watching him play as a sophomore on varsity. I remember, you know, him rolling out in the playoffs against Pencrest and hitting Tyler Croft in the end zone and winning like i remember him out there and i was like i want i want to do that man i want to i want to be in his shoes like i want to do what he's doing someday so and then him just being able to coach me through it because Trey was always cerebral and very and he was a great leader and and i, I think i got a lot of those qualities from him and just um was able to watch just to watch him and and um and, and cause I, I think I was given a little bit more that some of the God-given uh, attributes and some of those God-given abilities. Um, but Trey had it up here. And, and like, I, like I just mentioned before, I mean that that's first, that's, that's primary with the quarterback is being able to um, make smart, make smart decisions and, and be smart with the football. And I definitely learned that from him. I'll tell
0: you what, I got to ask you something, Kyle, because Chad, he's, you know him all too well. He, uh, on Sundays, especially in the fall, you can get a little, uh, 'll rallied up, especially uh, over the outcome of the birds games. You have some type of special power though. Cause like he'll call me at any hour of the day and, and just ramble on about his insecurities about what's going on with the team. And I'll try to, I'll try, I'll try my best. I, I'm unsuccessful with whatever I say. And then there'll be times where I'll, I'll try to text him. Like, no, it's good. Like I talked to Kyle, like it's all good. I'm like, well, what? And he's like, no, like you just said, we'll be fine. You just say, we'll be fine. And then, and I don't know, what is it? What do you got over him? Like, <laughs> it's unbelievable.
1: No, I don't know. I don't know how (laughs) accurate I was this year with that, but, um, no, sometimes you just feel good going into a game. And, um, I felt like, you know, once we got midway through the season and we had the injuries that we had, I think, I think our coaches and our players, we, I think we just did a great job of figuring out like, how are we going to win the game this week? And, um, like something about before the Packers game and I hate to say it to you man but I felt I had a great feeling going into that <laughs> game and you know we were just able to run up and down the field but but sometimes you know you just go into a game and, and guys feel good and feed off of each other and other games guys are flat it, it's just football is such a game of momentums and swings and and uh, sometimes you just start fast and you feel good about a game plan and you execute on a couple plays and and uh, get some momentum and, and it can be the difference you know so
0: I was in the stands for that game that you referenced. By the way, no way, <laughs> no way, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Chad heard
0: me cursing from from back there.
1: <laughs> it was a good game, though, man. It's a lot of offense. That was that was a fun game. So, since oh, actually, we got
2: the Packers, we got the Packers going now. I do have a question, and I don't think I've ever actually asked you this: Would you have been allowed to, and would you have dressed if we would have won that
1: game, uh, the playoff game? Would you play? Would you have dressed against the Packers next week? Um, if McCown was out, which he would have been, then yeah, I, I definitely would have drafted because we we would only had Sudfield. Uh, yeah, because McCown had torn his hamstring, so yeah, I would have been I would have been the backup going into the next game. <laughs> oh <Okay>. my god! <laughs> yeah, going yeah. to Lambo with with you as the backup
2: that would have been that would
0: have been, <laughs> fun. <laughs> would have been fun. Yeah, been- well, it's a, see, Kyle, this is actually a really good spot because I've been trying to get Chad to go, and Zach's been up there when the Giants play, but I've been trying to get Chad to go up there to see wow. a game. So yeah, next year, we're all going when the Eagles are playing up there. It's hundred percent.
1: That'd be awesome, dude. Oh, I hope, I hope I'll be there. Yeah. That's part of the, like, um, I've been to a decent amount of stadiums, but, uh, Lambeau is definitely one that I want to be at. That's everybody talks about that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And let it's me a ask whole you other you. world up there. Oh yeah. Well,
3: in more than one way. <laughs> well,
1: yeah.
3: All good ways. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I'll tell you, you played so many games. Let me ask you this, this is one of the questions off the chat too. Best win you've ever had, worst loss you've ever had.
1: Worst loss is E. I'll start there because it's in high school again. I keep going back to high school <laughs> for all the viewers. Where's uh Yeah, my senior year of high school, <laughs> we were the number one seed in the district, and we lost to the 16th seed, the, the the very last team in the first round. So that was by far the worst loss because it, it just doesn't happen in high school. Like a one seed getting upset by the 16, it just rarely. Yeah, let, me, rarely let
2: me stop you there, too, real quick. And this was like a 40-yard field goal in high school to win.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Wait,
0: so, what? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Paint us this picture, Kyle. We got to hear this.
1: <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> not to, not to, to exercise that. the bad demons,
0: <laughs> but this is a 40-yard field goal in high school.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they had the clock stopped with like three seconds, and they, they were lining up, and you just knew. You are just like, oh, here we go. Like, you just you knew it was going in. You knew that kick was going in. That was tough, man. That was – that was humbling. I mean, because we were on top of the world before that and that, that humbles you fast. But that's that's life. I mean, that's football. That's life. That's why it's such a good metaphor for life. Nobody thought we were losing that game. I and mean, We walk out of there never playing another game of uh, high school. again. so just sometimes that happens in football, but you got to be able to pick up the pieces and keep going, you know.
0: Yeah. And what about the happier version? What was the best win you had?
1: Probably There's a lot more to, to choose day. from seeing that, you know? I mean, the preseason win, the comeback was pretty cool, but I didn't play that whole game. So I would say of the games that I've played the whole thing in, probably in college when um, we, we went to JMU on college game day and we were 14 and a half point underdogs and we ended up pulling that one off and uh, winning the game. So that was – that. or Virginia. You know, when we beat Virginia um, in 2017, that was fun too. That was a big upset. But those definitely stick out for sure.
0: Mm. all right i guess I'll have yeah. i i had another one i was this is completely all we did not throw this in our show notes at you kyle so oh, okay. we're gonna jump a time machine 10 years ago you're in Lionville, you're driving over into like the eagle area what are you ordering or oh, i guess on my audio i think cut out there for a second yeah, yeah, saying, yeah one more stadium time. Grill Where still exists. what are you ordering Where am I there? ordering from so stadium Grills. yeah so stadium Grill still exists at this point in time what are you getting there
1: Oh my goodness, Stadium Grill! What did I used to get at Stadium Grill? Probably just a burger, but those cheese fries were different. Those cheese fries. Oh, oh yeah, with, the, with the, <laughs> the cheese whiz on them. Cheese whiz, oh sure. uh, I can't. The Stadium Grill, man, that was a while ago. That was a good place, though, for sure. Wings, definitely. The, or wings can never go wrong. So going off kinda of like that that quirky
3: question. Um, we recently <laughs> talked about superstitions in sports. Do you have any
1: superstitions like before a game or during a game? No. No, no, I'm not I'm not the superstitious type. I'm really not. I pray, I mean, I pray every game, pray to my grandfather. That's kind of something unique to me. Um he's a guy who had an impact on me, he passed away when I was younger, but mm-hmm. that's that would be it. But that's not super that's just um yeah, something I do. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I'll really right now. Don't have much. I'm, I'm superstitious, Kyle.
2: I'm throwing stuff out the window when they when you guys start losing anything green in my house just gets thrown. So, like, <laughs> I wear the same jersey every week, so I pick the jersey that for game one, I don't switch the whole year. So,
1: Super. <laughs> I've never had luck with superstitions, so I don't believe in them. We tried that, we tried that for the Sixers game, and then they lost. We tried, you know, like, I'll never forget. It was game the uh the game seven where Kawhi hit that shot. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm over at um, Brian Falana's house and we're, we're his apartment in New York and Eddie Kaz is there and the whole gang's there and like every, like coming down to the stretch and they're switching jerseys. They're switching jerseys. They're like super, they're like, oh, next jersey. <laughs> and then Kawhi hits that shot. That's the last time anybody switches jersey in front of me because that, Clearly didn't work. Clearly Wait, Chad, so.
0: have you sent him the video of of that uh, that shot, with nah, I don't dad think so. and the crow?
2: I, yeah, I don't think he's seen that. That's, we'll have to get him that after. So, oh. how,
0: we we have this weird tradition over here in our in, in our living room, ironically enough, where if it's like a very very big, like the type of game you're going to tell your kids about someday, I'll actually hold my laptop out. It started actually back in college when we threw parties because we didn't make sure like, someone was stealing something from our living room. But anyway, same thing. We just record ourselves in the corner. You wouldn't even see the laptop. You wouldn't notice as the game's going. So I said for game seven to chat. I did it for the Super Bowl when they won. And I said, I was like, yo, should, game seven, should we do it? And he's like, absolutely. So if you just want to see like five, six, seven people's souls just get ripped straight out of their chest like live, like there,
1: it's there. That was brutal, dude. That was probably the most – that was the – most heartbreaking Philly loss I've I've been a part of in a while other like any Eagles thing but I mean I love watching basketball basketball is like I love the Sixers I've always loved watching so that was a heartbreaker man that's so mm-hmm. uh, I, I hate I hated to see that it.
3: Yeah. It, how,
1: how do you feel about their season this year obviously before it got derailed but <laughs> I don't know man it, it's disappointing like me and Chad have had plenty of conversations like I just I don't know. I, I I thought did you guys see the um I'm sure you guys listened to the bit uh where um JJ Reddick and Jimmy Butler oh, yeah. he went on like that was mm-hmm. very telling to me um about some internal issues, but I don't know. I think Horford Horford wasn't doing enough and Tobias wasn't doing enough and, and so how um, I actually I
2: talked to that I talked about that with Kieran
1: um, Cause we both played our fair share of, of sports in,
2: in high school and then also in college. And, and film review was, you know, a big part of that. Um, and, and even back in high school, any coach I had when we were doing film review and you're going through it, like you're talking through every single play. So I didn't understand that whole thing where they're like, yeah,
1: no one talks during film. Like that, that was just, that was horrifying. Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think he's hinting towards the lack of leadership on the team and the lack of like somebody to step up. But that's where I also, that's an indictment on Jimmy Butler because why don't you step up and be a leader then? That's how I took it. I felt like my rebuttal to him would have been like, then why don't you step up and be the leader? Mm-hmm. Like you're the dude that's like, like the game's on the line, like who's taking the shot. It's you. So why don't you step up and be the alpha dog and start leading people? Like everybody respects you, Jimmy Butler. He just, I don't think he wanted to be there. I don't think he liked Brett Brown and the way he coached and he just, he was like, yeah, peace. See you later. I don't think Al Brand wanted me there probably. but. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I I needed something like that with some. I I have zero positivity for the Sixers right now, Kyle. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, you're no good, Chad, you think Chad's negative? Like
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh man. Well, Kyle, it's so much fun having you on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you guys, do no you problem. have any other questions? I
2: feel like I have I, I got yeah. my whole notepad here. We burned through them. I got I got one more, Kyle. Who who's the best
1: player on our CYO team? <laughs> Not you, Chad. Anybody but you. Oh wait, hold oh, on. Yeah, that's
0: right, cause Coach Dom was the was the coach of that, that uh
1: intramural yeah,
0: team?
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: We put a hundred on those one those one guy uh that one St. team Max. that was yeah. talking smack on. Them.
0: Oh you threw a hundo on St. Max? <laughs> I was just yeah, saying Joe's
1: kid, Kyle. Put a hundred <laughs> on him.
2: Oh, <laughs> sh- Oh. <laughs> oh. so we we were it's actually 101 we were at we had 99 points and there was like 10 seconds left we get a steal and a 3-2 uh or no we played a one three one. uh we got a steal Kyle goes on the fast break and he's looking at the clock because he's dunked before but he's looking <laughs> up and he goes up in the air and he, he tells us after the fact because he ended I up, I could up he's like dude out. I wanted to yam it but I just didn't know if it was gonna have I was gonna have time it was safe. It was a
1: safe play, but it would have been much cooler if I dunked it. But it would have been devastating if I tried to dunk and missed. So, it's yeah. safe.
0: Fair well, you safe. probably got a really good exercise, like being a good teammate on that team with the amount of – the stories Chad's told us with the technical <laughs> fouls. that He, he had a the ejection here. Like the amount of times you had to be like the arm around
1: the teammate. I mean. <laughs> it was fun, man. That was, that was like the first time I had played organized basketball since I was like eight. So, it was fun. That was a fun time.
0: Oh, That's great. I'll tell you, this has been a fun time for us, too. Kyle, we really appreciate you jumping on board. We're just a bunch of kids just starting up a podcast here. So, I mean, the fact that you just give us the time of day and everything going on, we really, really, really appreciate you, you know, making time out of your busy day to join us.
1: Yeah, it's fun talking with you, man. This is one of the most fun interviews I've had. So, uh, anytime (laughs) you guys want to talk, let me know.
0: Perfect. And for anyone social media real quick, so... Follow us on Instagram, Twitter uh, at underscore get Uh You can follow us on Twitch. Uh, visit our website as well. And then we also Chad's pretty exciting. We got on uh, iTunes and then Spotify this week. That's pretty good stuff. So you know, oh yeah, we're slowly we're slowly trying to grind there as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, this would be a great guys. house. Yeah. Oh my god, you have a home on this show anytime. There's a there's a seat in the living room for you anytime.
3: Nice.
0: Cool. <laughs> wish you the best of luck too, man. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, man. Good good luck, Thank everyone for watching, and uh, we'll be streaming. It's funny. We're talking about Giants. Giants-Packers, that virtual Madden live stream. That's what all we're right. watching now, Kyle. That's, that's, where, we're watching, at, that's, that's where we're at, at. man. That's, that's where we're at. Right. That's okay. what comes So, yeah, we got Packers-Giants tomorrow. So, Zach and I are going to be, you know, probably have a couple Teddy Brewskis and then, you know, watch that bad boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool,
0: cool. Awesome. We'll catch everyone right. tomorrow at the top uh, of the right. hour we're at right 7 now. o'clock.